Tales from the Reliquary. Seventeen fifty two. In the city of Philadelphia, in the country that had yet to become America, sat a bell that was rung in times of danger or proclamation. As the city expanded, the city council decided they needed a bell that could be heard at a greater distance, so they commissioned a much larger bell to be brought over from London. It was inscribed thusly Proclaim liberty through all the land to all the inhabitants thereof. The Liberty Bell, as it would come to be called, served both its utilitarian purpose and as a major icon of the American Revolution. Before electronic sirens, or, you know, Twitter, bells functioned as the most essential way to grab people's attention, whether it was for warning or for a ceremony. Most commonly, bells were used in religious rituals. For example, Victor Hugo wrote of the bells of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, which are all each individually and affectionately named by the hunchback Quasimodo. But both the Liberty Bell and the Notre Dame bells are dwarfed by the largest bell of all time, a relic that is sadly lost to us. Burma, 1471. For most of his life, Damazetti served as a Buddhist monk for the great kings of the land, and he lived a wise and pious life. It also helped that he was the son-in-law of the queen, and at the age of 48, Damazetti was selected as the heir apparent to the throne, and was soon married off to one of the queen's daughters. After the queen abdicated, Damazetti became king. It wasn't necessarily the most turbulent time in Burmese history, which was probably good news for the new king, as monks typically make terrible warlords. But King Damazetti was wise when it came to commerce, and he ruled with compassion. Obviously, religion was sort of a big deal to him, but you could do far worse under a Buddhist theocracy, since they tend to err on the side of peace and mindfulness. It was important for Damazetti to maintain upkeep of the city's temples and pagodas, which were dedicated to Buddhist enlightenment. This included Shwedagon Pagoda, which is considered one of the most sacred pagodas in Burma slash Myanmar, thanks to it containing religious treasures from the last few Buddhas. Since we love relics here on Relic, the Lost Treasure podcast, Wikipedia tells us that these items include the staff of Buddha Kakushanda, the water filter of Buddha Konagamana, a piece of the robe of Buddha Kasapa, and eight strands of the hair from the Buddha Gautama. It was the latter Buddha who helped inspire the construction of the pagoda, which is roughly 2,600 years old. It is also the site of many legends and miracles attributed to the holy treasures contained within. By the time of Damazetti's rule, the pagoda wasn't doing so well, which was unfortunate. On her deathbed, the king's mother-in-law had specifically placed her bed towards the window, where she could see its golden dome. This was likely the last thing she ever saw before she passed on. The new king began a great renovation, and in 1484, King Damazetti ordered the casting of a massive bell to sit atop of the pagoda. 
the project was not without controversy. In fact, his own astrologers warned him not to do it until they passed out of the current zodiacal period of the crocodile sign, which would be equivalent to Capricorn in the Western zodiac. Nevertheless, the bell was cast, and according to legend, it made a discordant sound when struck. But the real trouble started a hundred years after Damazetti's reign. A merchant from Venice made a note of the bell during his travels, which he reported back to Europe. The Portuguese had been making colonial headways in the area by making alliances with rival kingdoms, and the most feared warlord of all of them was a very bad dude named Felipe de Brito e Nicote. By 1600, he had conquered most of Lower Burma under the guidance of the neighboring king of Arakan, and managed to gain himself a cozy position as governor, leaving the door wide open for Portuguese control. There were many treasures and wonders de Brito couldn't wait to get his grubby little paws on, including a certain giant bell atop a pagoda. In 1608, de Brito had the bell extracted, which was no small task. In order to move such a giant heavy object, de Brito had the bell hauled down the hilltop by elephants and had it rafted across the river to his flagship. His planned use for the sacred bell was to have it smelted and made into cannon fodder, but it's likely that certain forces had other plans in mind. De Brito had the bell secured to a ship intending to trail behind him, but while setting sail, the raft proved too weak and broke apart, bringing the ship down with it. Without a ship, De Brito's fate soon turned south, and in a few short years, he was captured and executed by being impaled on a wooden stake. Since then, many would-be treasure hunters have tried in vain to recover the pal of King Damazetti. This has proven troublesome even with the use of sonar imaging because the riverbed is extraordinarily muddy and covered with shipwreckage from three vessels, de Brito's included. It's estimated that the bell is stuck under 25 feet of mud. The government of Burma has reached out to scientists and marine archaeologists from several different nations, including Japan, Australia, and America, to spearhead a project to bring the bell up from the depths. The actor Richard Gere is supposedly the person bankrolling these efforts. However, this mission remains controversial, mostly because, hey, there's a reason we call it both Burma and Myanmar, and that's because of military dictatorships and genocide. It would also be a Herculean effort, involving copper-detecting technology, sonar, night vision, and a rigged system with cranes that would have to be constructed over the location of the bell, wherever that is. In July 2010, there was some progress on the efforts thanks to an Australian explorer named Damien Lay. His team was able to isolate two separate submerged targets that are believed to be the bell. Supposedly, the locations clash with what was reported from legends, which makes sense as they're called legends for a reason, and the whereabouts have been kept a tightly guarded secret until the project can begin in earnest. And in keeping with the themes of this particular season of Relic, the locals also believe that the removal of the bell unleashed a curse, with the resting place of the massive instrument being haunted by protective guardian spirits. For now, time will tell if this bell tolls again. I'm so sorry. <laughs>